0: So, Tickling Giants is about Bassam Yusuf, and he's known as the Egyptian John Stewart. And he was a heart surgeon in Egypt. And at the start of the Arab Spring, his suge- his friend suggested that they make a show. So he decided to make a comedy show, and it became a huge hit. And he became one of the most famous comedians in the world.
1: Let me get this straight: a heart surgeon turned comedian. How did that happen?
0: Well, he was working as a doctor and had been doing that for several years. And uh, he and his friend, basically for fun, started making a show in Bessam's Laundry Room and uh, putting it up on YouTube and suddenly um, hundreds of thousands of people and then millions of people were watching. And then they got a TV show and he ended up leaving medicine to focus on, on making the TV show.
1: Okay. Is the TV show still on?
0: The TV show is not still on the air. Um, the government had an issue with the jokes they were making about uh, politics and religion.
1: I guess it shouldn't surprise me that there's that kind of censorship, but there is that yeah, kind of mean, censorship. Yeah, I
0: mean, officially mm-hmm. the, the network is the one that canceled them, um, but it certainly seems like it was from
1: pressure mm-hmm. from the government. You work on The Daily Show, so you know how much freedom we have in America to say just about everything, right?
0: Uh, w- country has a long history of freedom of speech, which is a great thing. And I think what's interesting is that in the last year or so, a lot of people um, from all over the political spectrum are starting to see free speech as something that is in jeopardy, at least to the extent that we're used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the movie Tickling Giants has been really interesting because at the screenings, there have been um, conservatives and libertarians and liberals who all agree on the fact that you have to protect free expression. And that's been kind of cool to me to me, to see that different groups are, are coming together over that idea.
1: Mm-hmm. Boy, our forefathers got it right, didn't they? Uh,
0: you know, I, I think every human being has a desire to express themselves as, as whoever they are and whatever they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it doesn't mean that everything you say I may like, obviously if if you're causing someone harm, what you're saying isn't, so great, in my opinion, but you know, free speech isn't just about protecting the people whose ideas I like.
1: Sarah Taxler is our guest, and she is the director of Tickling Giants. How did you get this call?
0: Well, I actually have been working at The Daily Show since 2005, and in 2012, bassem and a few of his producers came to observe our show before they were going to go live, before a studio audience, and I was just blown away by the stakes of what they were doing. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't imagine trying to tell jokes in an environment where you know that the president may not like what you're doing and and might try to to stop it. And at the time, that just seemed like a literally a a foreign concept to me. So I asked Bassem if I could make a movie about him, and he said yes.
1: This was your
0: idea? Yeah. I mean, the show wasn't my idea. The show was all Bassem and his friends are. (laughs) But the movie... uh, came from a conversation between me and Bassam.
1: Brilliant. Thank you. And you named it Tickling Giants? Yes.
0: Yeah, there's a guy who's a writer for Bassam's show who's also a political cartoonist. And I was describing to him what I felt the crux of the story was about people finding creative, nonviolent ways to express themselves. And in Bassam's case, he's just telling jokes, but he doesn't know what the repercussions would be. And as I was talking, he started to draw this picture of a little Bassam holding a, a feather and this big giant has his foot over his head and you don't know is the giant going to laugh or is the giant going to stomp on him mm. and it was about that risk and I felt like that really captured the point of, of what I wanted to get across That so tickling giants isn't just about Bassam; it's about everyone watching thinking about their own ways that they could be tickling giants in their own lives.
1: So where do people find tickling giants? So
0: Tickling Giants actually is um, out right now on iTunes. It will be out on ticklinggiants.com. You'll be able to get 30 minutes of extra footage if you order right through ticklinggiants.com. And Mm -hmm. then it'll be on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and lots of other uh, web platforms.
1: All right. Very good. What was the process like making this film, and how long did it take?
0: I've been working on Tickling Giants since 2012, so it's been a long time of... Of really just uh, every day working on it, nights and weekends, because I'm still uh, working at The Daily Show, but this has been my outside project, and the process has been incredibly (laughs) intense and rewarding and and really up and down in a lot of ways. I was... mostly in New York, but it would go to, uh, I went to Egypt a few times for a few weeks at a time each trip. And uh, I had a local crew there. So when I couldn't be there, they would shoot. And if there was something in particular that I wanted to get an interview of on a specific day, but couldn't be there, they would go set up the camera in person and then put a computer right next to the camera. And I would do the interview via Skype if need be.
1: Wow. All right. So you're tired. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, exactly
1: How does one afford, if this isn't too personal a question To make a documentary in today's world? That's a a
0: really good question um, I would say in one way it's not easy It's expensive and at the same time I think it's the most affordable it's ever been To do your own art and, and your own creative projects Because everything is much more accessible So for the beginning of the process While we were shooting in Egypt I was funding that myself And that was really hard um, and then I had an incredible stroke of luck, which is once we were done filming, I, I didn't want to announce the movie while we were filming publicly out of an abundance of caution. We mm-hmm. had had some incidents of safety where one of my camera people was beaten up for his footage and just different issues where we didn't want to draw attention. But as soon as we were done, we did a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo, mm-hmm. and I sent uh, the trailer and the announcement of the campaign to everyone I know. And... A bunch of those people forwarded it to their friends, so an acquaintance of mine sent the uh trailer to a bunch of people she knew and One woman watched the trailer and uh left it up on her computer and went about her day and Her husband sat down just to check his email. And he sees this trailer and presses play, and it turned out that he was the CEO of Technicolor, which is a huge film company, and the next day I got a call that Technicolor wanted to executive produce the film. So it was uh, just a total change in the entire path of the project, because it made it huge by comparison to anything I ever could have done, and I suddenly had a full-time staff for a year working and editing and animating and doing color and sound, and it, it just made it into a... A huge feature film
1: I have goosebumps, <laughs> goosebumps. it
0: was the crazy I, I thought it was a prank at first I was like is this one of my friends uh, you know playing a joke oh on me God. so it was it was
1: incredible and these these are the gods of free speech working behind the scenes to get your project out there. perhaps that yeah. is fantastic so a, tra- a trailer gets sent to a friend, gets sent to another friend, gets left open on a computer, and the the, the president of te- Technicolor? Yeah, the CEO
0: of Technicolor, CEO Frederick Rose.
1: Oh, of Technicolor sits at that computer.
0: It was, it was amazing, and he was very interested because Technicolor is a French-American company, mm-hmm. and this was shortly after Charlie Hebdo, and he liked the idea of exploring free speech and political satire, in particular in the Muslim world. So the story just Spoke to him, and it was their hundredth anniversary. And to celebrate that, they decided to do something nice for a filmmaker.
1: Oh my gosh! Good for you. Couldn't happen to a nicer girl, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was. It it. it changed my life, Ugh. truly. Now, is there going to be a senior producer position open at The Daily Show because someone named Sarah is off to make documentaries for the rest <laughs> of her life?
0: Uh, I'm still here. I'm still here. I think it'll just uh, depend how things go. It's it, You know, it's, it's very hard work to make a documentary, and if you don't have the funding up front, it's, it's really tough. So I think um, it's too hard to do documentaries on the side. It, it should be your full-time job if you're doing it, so we'll see how the future pans out in that way.
1: Tickling Giants, the story of Dr. Basim Youssef. And what's his future like now?
0: Basim is living in Los Angeles. He is trying to get his own TV show, and he's auditioning for acting roles and trying out for writer's positions and just pursuing work here in the U.S. Are you friends? Yeah, we are. I, I talked to him yesterday.
1: Yeah. Well, the day is here. The release date is here. Is this like a huge sigh of relief, or does the tension start all over again?
0: Um, A little. Incredibly excited for this, but it's actually still tons of work because I'm doing the publicity for this release myself. So I'm every day. It's just a, a late nights. <laughs> this is the the fun part because this is like. You've worked for years on this thing, and all you want is for people to get to see it. And until now, it's been film festivals and some limited theaters. But this is the first time a really wide audience in this country can see the film. So I just can't wait to to see what the reactions are, and I, I hope people see it and start having conversations about stopping abuses of power and protecting free speech.